<gasps> oh no! It has a, <laughs> has an active <gasps> on. Wow! Shoot! We got marked as inactive. What are we gonna do? How do we overcome that? Post something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that hard. Okay. I think I, I don't know. Welcome to Two Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. This is episode blah blah blah. See, we don't even know what, we number even know what episode it is. Twenty-six. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today, and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends. And leave us a rating on iTunes, because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! Hello, listener. Oh, we must have listener. been... Listener. Hello, there's, listener. There's only <laughs> one now, because there's we've lost one. everyone now. <laughs> the ten that we had, no more. Uh, a lot of things have changed since our last episode. For example, setting the scene for you all, we are recording this in our classroom. The reason we're recording at school is because we... Spend so much wonderful time together. Yay. Now, because we are teaching together. Yay. Um, every other day, which is so fun. But we still see each other on days we don't teach because Jamie teaches in my room um, during fourth block on the days that she doesn't teach with me. So I still we still see each other a lot during the day. Um, all of that to say, uh, a year ago today, according to my Facebook memories... We released our first episode. Happy birthday! So we wanted to celebrate that as well as apologize. I mean, this is should be turning into an apology podcast now. <laughs> I mean, okay, but does anybody want to listen to an apology podcast? I mean, probably not. That sounds sad. Okay. If you're listening to this, please forgive us for taking an unexpected, unexplained break that lasted for Well, the five, last one we five released months. was June 4th. Five and a half months. <laughs> Oops. At least it wasn't six months. I thought we were over six months. I mean, we're only a week away <laughs> from that. Oops. Oops. <laughs> um, and Christmas is coming up. There's no need to belabor our absence, but I will say, over the summer, I think we thought maybe would we would be able to record remotely, like, at least once or twice. Yeah. But Angie went to Michigan to hang out with her family, and I went to Bangkok to finish my studying, and I would like to note here that I got my teaching credential. woo Yay! And so... Actually, it's taken a while of processing, but the fact that I don't have the black cloud of you need to get your teaching credential that's no right. longer hanging over my head is making a huge difference to my daily life mm-hmm. now. So I'm so happy. Now I have the soul-crushing back of the mind. <laughs> okay, exaggeration. <laughs> I don't know about soul-crushing. It's not soul-crushing. I really, really enjoy it. I got into... A master's program at University or uh, Eastern Michigan University online for uh, educational psychology, and I did two classes over the summer, and I'm just about to finish my third class. No, it's not soul crushing. It's just something that's always in the back of your mind, like you were saying. That's, yeah, it's like I I'm able to finish everything on the weekends, but I have to 
always be like, oh yeah, I have this thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Of course, for some reason, even though we've talked about this so much, when we told the kids today that we both have been studying or are studying or have been studying, their their minds like exploded as if we would never touch a book again or something after you become a teacher. I mean, I'm worried that this would become overly like a spin-off conversation that doesn't go with whatever we're mainly planning to talk about. But Which also somebody PS. was very confused when I used spin-off today with some of the kids. Right. That's why I wanted to <laughs> deliberately use the word spin-off. <laughs> Listener, do you understand what a spin-off is? I think some one of the kids confused it with spin. Like actual spinning? No, like fake news kind of spin. Oh. I mean, why was he talking about it's it's like you make a copy of something but it's fake. Uh yeah. I guess that's different from fake news. That's more right. like to me that's like there's a main TV show and, and then, they make a spin-off. That's what I yeah. was thinking too when he was trying to explain that. But do you think that's what he was talking about? I think about? he was talking about like how you have your name brands and then you have your oh. um your what is that called <laughs> counterfeit no 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 not counterfeit but like Co- target target has up and up costco has kirkland off brand off brand and they make copies of what name brands make for example the one that i thought of when he was talking about that was uh target's brand of chips ahoy cookies Oh, that's a oddly specific example. Right? But okay, are they good? I'm um, not as good as Chips Ahoy, but I don't really like Chips Ahoy either. I mean, those aren't great. Homemade cookies are the best. The ones from Costco were not bad, though. True. But you're right. Homemade is the best. Okay, I'm glad we've Sorry, established wow. that. Go spin back to your spin-off story. Anyway, in the summer, I was studying in Bangkok, and I finished that and got my credential, and then I went pretty much Boop. straight. Yay! Straight from there to my parents' house in Oregon, and my kids were already there. They had gone ahead. My husband was not able to take time off work in the summer, so he stayed here and camped out in our house in Tokyo. And then I met up with my kids at my parents' house, and we, I think we, did we stay for a month? We stayed for a while. It was really nice. Um, And then... I, anyway, I don't know. Like, we thought we would record remotely, but we couldn't match up our schedule. And I mean, my classes were, like, that was all I was doing this summer. Yeah, that's right. It Actually, that's what it was. Um, we were both studying. Dear listener, I'm sorry that it takes 10 minutes of verbal processing <laughs> for us to figure it out. So maybe we should just cut this off later. And we might do that. But uh, the real point of the story is, first I was studying, next Angie started studying, and there was not hardly any time in there when one or the other of us was not busy with our studies, and so we did not have an opportunity to buckle down to our podcast. And then, uh, almost as soon as we came back from our respective uh, family visits in the U.S., we had like only a couple of days, and then we had to come back to school, and we've both completely changed our jobs here at school from what we were doing last year and I don't want to speak for Angie on this one but I myself have had a huge learning curve with all the things I'm doing and I love it I'm actually really happy and I'm enjoying it however it is time consuming and so 
the podcast had to go on the side. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. And it wasn't a conscious... We actually had been saying, like, let's record. And then in an attempt to make recording easier, Angie even did the thoughtful move of bringing the mic to our classroom, which was a good job. Uh, but certain, none of this loitering under Kotatsu like we Shoot. did last year. That's my fave. The Kotatsu isn't even out yet. I mean, I have to say that, like, last year, I don't want to bring out my old people. I mean, there's a second boomer reference <laughs> within five minutes. But, like, last year I had so much knee pain that I couldn't even barely get under the Kotatsu. True. And I'm not saying that my knee pain is fully healed, but I think it was, like, even more than I thought super stress-related. And so, yeah, I think so. I don't, I, I mean, I guess I still have stress, but like now that I feel I'm, now that I, number one, I feel that I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So even if I have stress, it's like I can handle it because um, I don't feel frustrated by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then the second thing is, shoot, what a bad outline. <laughs> I thought I had two <laughs> points and now I can't remember the second thing I was going to say. Um, I think just work environment. Like, it's really, it is really different when you work with somebody you would genuinely enjoy working with. Uh, yeah, that's true. I just, I don't think that... Not that I didn't genuinely enjoy working with the people I've worked with in the past, but it's huge when, well, it's even huge when you know each other like we do. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I mean, anyway, I don't want to blame all of my knee pain on my previous stress but I think it was there was a big correlation and so Mm -hmm. I still have some knee pain I can't say for sure that I could like so gracefully and easily get in and out of a kotatsu but I'd like to think I could do it better than I did last year yeah and uh that's enough of me talking about how decrepit I am (laughs) vocab word decrepit What is your quirk this week? Okay, my quirk is based on Orange Theory, which some of you may know. Apparently, it's popular in the U.S., um, but we have an Orange Theory here in Higashikurume, which I think is so random. Oh, like, I know. of all the places in the world, why Higashikurume, Japan? That's what that's what I really want to know. Mm. It's, the, it's actually a quandary. Why? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you sorry. said you were doing a quirk. <laughs> no. My quirk is, and I don't know, people who go to Orange Theory in the States, you'll have to tell me if this is true or not. The funniest thing to me is before you go in to do the actual workout, you like all stand in a line outside of the workout area until it's exactly the time to go in. And then before that, they'll be like, okay, remember that when... We'll call out your name if you're in orange or red zone to make sure you're okay. So please raise your hand, blah, 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 when we do that. And here's kind of the outline of what our workout is going to be like. Um, I'm just coming from the, the frame of CrossFit where you come in, you might warm up a little bit on your own, and then you start all together as a group. So I just thought it was kind of funny how... It was, like, so intentional about line up, wait in this line so that you can high-five the coach as you walk in. And also, at the end, you have a little powwow, and you high-five the coach on the way out. 
So, please, Orange Theory people of the U.S., are there as many high fives involved? And I guess I'll find out when I go back for Christmas. We are now both officially members of Orange Theory. It's true. And we are going tonight. A a bunch of people from school are going tonight. I think this will be the most school people I've ever been with at the same time. I hope I don't throw up because I'm so nervous. (laughs) I mean, the first time I went alone, my heart rate monitor was like way up before we even started and it was on the screen and I'm like already in high green area and we hadn't even gone in yet. Well, what's wrong with my body? I could barely get into the orange zone. The lady said that if you're too overtired or like depending on caffeine too much, <laughs> grill smile, <laughs> grill smile, then uh, you'll like struggle to raise your heart rate or like something Could about be, yeah. how, like even though you'll feel really tired, but the effort that you feel like you're putting out will not really match up with your numbers because properly. Because of how much caffeine you have. I guess. Whoa, interesting. I had to come to the conclusion that that's what was happening to me because I could barely go into the orange zone at all, even though I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> and I and and this point thing, I also had to control my attitude about the point thing. I thought it would be so easy for me to get a bunch of points, and I think I got like two because you were in the orange zone for two minutes. That, so that's my that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was there for a full hour. I did all of the things we were supposed to do, but right. I couldn't barely. Yeah, I mean the lowest I've had I think is five. It just it depends. Like for me, what gets my heart rate up is the rower. That's like the major thing that gets my heart rate up. Are you saying okay boomer to me right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying old that... ladies can't get their heart rate up. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that depending on what the workout is, my my points fluctuate a lot depending on if we're doing more cardio or if we're doing more weights. But I even felt like, I mean, maybe I'm just like super overthinking, but I even felt like some of it was psychological. Like I, I haven't, all of the exercise I've done, like within even the past however many years, hasn't been super cardio focused. And so I think, like, I have, like, psychological resistance to that feeling. Like, Could I don't, be. like, I don't really want to go into the orange zone because it feels, like, too crazy. Mm. And I don't know. Anyway, but it'll I'll have to change, get over that. too, as, as you go more. Because even, I feel so much stronger. Even, I've only been going for, like, a month and a half almost now. And I'm so much stronger than I was before. Granted, I've. I still had some muscle memory from when I was doing CrossFit, but, like, I've had to up my pace in order to get to that orange zone, whereas when I first started, the first time I was just doing the bare minimum walking pace, and I was in the orange zone the whole time, but now... (laughs) But I'm saying that didn't happen to me. But that was just one class. I don't know. I think it was nerves mixed with that. Mm. Um, But now, I have to be, like... I have to up it quite a bit in order to get into the orange zone. So I always count it like push pace, I should be in the orange zone. Okay, well anyway guys, this podcast <laughs> didn't turn into an ad for Orange Theory when uh, you weren't looking. <laughs> we just did want to give you the update that uh, Orange Theory is a thing that's happening. Yes. Um, did you have a question what for is, me? <laughs> what is your quandary? I mean, I'm sure I've made this joke before, but it 
It's a rhyming word, laundry. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> it's all right. It's been a while, so I'll just say it again. And actually, I'm kind of lying or like um, bending the meaning of quandary because what I really have is more like the end of a quandary. And that is, I've been struggling for years, as I think the listener knows, um, with my laundry situation and the fact that it's not common to have a dryer in Japan. So most people, and I mean like most, like 90 whatever percent of people, um, hang their laundry up. On a rainy day, they hang their laundry up inside the house. On a sunny day, they hang their laundry up outside the house. But the the washing machine isn't big either. So, <clears throat> I mean, I guess if your family is quite small, you live by yourself or whatever, you don't need to do your laundry every single day. But I would say as soon as you have more than kind of two people who live together, then you have to do laundry every day or even multiple times a day if you want to keep up. So... I really, I don't think it's overstating to say that since we moved here, and that's been for six and a half years, that whole situation has been like the bane of my life. <laughs> like, I just struggled so much. I do not like, I did not like, it's the best sense now, <laughs> I did not like constantly having to hang up the laundry and then take down the laundry, and then put the laundry away. And I really understand that just because you have a dryer doesn't mean that all the parts of doing laundry are so automated because there's still work involved. But the point of this story is... But for real, hanging laundry, like, I don't know, something about it, like, sucks all the energy out of you. I really don't like it. I think there must be people out there who like it, but for me... It sucks the energy out of me. (laughs) No, for me too, though, I just... I'm sure after I've been now doing it for, you know, more than half a decade to make it sound dramatic, I'm probably faster at it than I was before, right. but it's just still time consuming. Yeah. And we have five people in our family. Yeah. Everybody feels free to wash everything every single time they touch it. <laughs> and so, wow. I mean, I'm not exaggerating by much either. The taxes, this is kind of a segue to the next thing we we're going to talk about, but the um, the tax, sales tax? Sales tax, yeah. The sales tax went up this year. It was at 6%. No, it was at 8%. Oh. It had been at 5 Oh, oh, oh. It went up okay. to 8 and I cannot remember the exact timing of all that. And then this year, on October 1st, it went up to 10 Sorry, 6% is Michigan. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I was like, where do I know that number from then? Um, yeah, a different place. So I've been wanting, as you all know, wanting to get a different laundry machine slash some kind of automated solution to my problem. And lately the technology, laundry technology has improved so that this all-in-one machine has become more common. You put your clothes in, it washes your clothes, and then it dries your clothes, um, and then you're done, and it's all in one. So the the way it is is kind of different from the American model, 
and it's not a gas dryer. So that was actually one of the things that held me back from buying it a lot sooner is that I still think a gas dryer is better, but we don't have a gas hookup at our house and I probably already talked about all that, so I'm not gonna go there. I wanted to buy this machine before the tax went up right? because it was quite expensive, like kind of $2,000 expensive. So the 2% diff would actually make a difference. Right. So literally on September 30th <laughs> at like 10 p.m., uh, I ordered the machine. And then I think there must have been some high percentage of people through the country who did the same thing <laughs> because it took five weeks after that for me to finally get my new laundry machine. So that means now it's been three or four weeks that I've had my new laundry machine, and maybe that's another reason why my knees feel better. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not going to say that I don't have to think about the laundry at all, but the amount of energy that I have to spend on the laundry is blah, blah, is so down. Wow, that's great. So you don't have to hang... I mean, heavy stuff you probably still have to hang, right? Or does it dry it? I haven't, like, even towels and stuff, I've been wow. able to, yeah. I mean, I can't, that, that's the main thing about it, is that the washing capacity and the drying capacity are technically not the same. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, according to the manual, you can wash 11 kilos of laundry, but mm -hmm. you can only dry 6 kilos of laundry. Oh, interesting. And I haven't been bothered to install a scale <laughs> next to... Okay, and now that's I need what, to take out this much laundry well, in order for it to dry I, properly. I mean, I've been sort of tempted. Like, am I going to get a scale and put it right here? Or how am I supposed to figure out? I, I'm better at understanding kilos, but not to the degree that I can just put it on my hand and know. Yes, yes. This oh, is exactly right. Oh, this will tip it over. No way. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, the cycle is like, of course there's washing or there's drying or there's all the way through. Yeah. And so if I'm... There's there's not much of a situation where I'm just sitting around waiting for it to finish washing right. so that I can take half of the clothes out. Yeah. And so I've mostly been, like, guessing if I think it will get dry. And then I have a couple of times had to, like, pick through take out half of the things that have already dried and then yeah. send it through another dry cycle. Yeah. Or it'll be like, oh, this one towel is kind of damp. Yeah. So then I'll just get that out and hang it up. But it hasn't been... That's amazing. It hasn't... I thought it would be a bigger deal. I thought it would be yeah. more like, oh, no, this thing didn't get dry. Uh, and it hasn't, it hasn't been... That's great. Yeah. So, yay. Um, the thing we were going to talk about, we had a few random topics we wanted to mention and one of them was about this tax hike mm -hmm. it's not that interesting to talk about taxes but one aspect of it that strikes me as really funny is now it's changed to where when you order food if you order it to go then you have an eight percent tax but if you stay at the place where you've ordered it like it's a restaurant or whatever then it's ten percent and I mean, I really don't actually know what to say about it other than explaining that because I just, I haven't researched it enough to understand why that's happening, but I think it's really strange. We had a friend say, though, that when she used to work in the service industry in the States, that's how it was. 
the same thing that yeah. like it costs more to sit there i mean are they taxing you for sitting there i mean i guess taxing you for the extra work they have to do cleaning up after you i don't know i mean i guess okay you're taking space yeah interesting i hate to be taxed for existing right <laughs> we talked about this with the kids though but i don't remember what we asked did oh, maybe talk- this was in social studies i was gonna say did we talk talked about, about social studies yeah because we were talking about like why, why in our economy, why would we choose to do something like that? Mm-hmm. And then we even talked about, well, does the Olympics have anything to do with that? Because technically, for any of you that might be coming, since you're a foreigner, you can get things tax free. But there's usually then we also talked about this and how tricky this is. There's usually a counter that you have to go to specifically. To get your items tax-free. And I told the kids, I said, when I was here doing my student teaching, I never went to any of those counters. It was such an inconvenience for, like, 100 yen. So, or less than that. So, actually, it's in our interest, technically, to, you know, offer tax-free. And that sounds so good. But know that people probably aren't usually going to spend extra time getting stuff tax-free yeah no i definitely uh i definitely think that whole thing is a racket right yeah like make it sound like oh if you're a tourist come over here and show your passport and that'll be so easy Mm -hmm. but i but then there's like a whole nother process like your bag has to be sealed and like the receipts get stapled into your passport so that they check it on the way out because I mean, one of our friends did that when she was here doing our, her student teaching, and she had receipts stapled into her passport because they had to check all of it or something. So then out. it's more than I thought, similar to the actual duty-free process right. that they have even in the airport. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too not detailed, but I can't. No, I'm just, I don't have that. I can't be bothered. No. That's why I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> Just because of that. Just because of that. <laughs> There's no other reason. There's no. We didn't just go to Costco yesterday. Nope. I mean, we did, but <laughs> not connected. Okay, uh, we also wanted to talk about the Olympics tickets. Um, last time we spoke at length about the process of trying to get Olympic tickets. Apparently we had a part one and thought we were going to have more parts, but... Well, this is the short summary of what happened, is that I... Part 1.5. Yeah, I agonized over applying for these tickets, and I wasn't even applying to actually get the tickets. I was applying for the lottery in which I may or may not win the right to buy the tickets. And uh, I found it very nerve-wracking to go through that application process because I just didn't... It was pretty complicated, and I didn't understand it well. And I also felt like in the unlikely event... I probably already said this, so I apologize, but in the unlikely event that I would have been selected to buy all of the tickets that I signed up for, that would have been $2,000. Right, yeah. The same price as my new washer. (laughs) So... 
I think it would be interesting to go to an Olympics event, but I don't feel nearly as $2,000 worth of emotionally invested in that experience as I do in, for example, having a new washer. Right. Um, but anyway, I was very surprised to instead, I was unpleasantly surprised to find that instead I wasn't selected to get any of the tickets that I had applied for. Yeah. And I was so annoyed by that. I took it very personally. I was super offended. (laughs) And so they had a second round lottery that was kind of in mid-late August. Um, And I just skipped over that one because I was so offended that I hadn't been chosen in the previous round. But the lottery in in the first place was very random. Like... I know. Multiple people in our community didn't get anything. And then other people in our community got multiple things. I know. So I did not like that. I know. It doesn't make sense I did not think that was the greatest way to distribute the lottery tickets. Yeah. Um, So the latest news about the Olympic tickets is there was a third round of applying for the lottery And it ended yesterday at noon, and it's, of course, nobody will be surprised to hear that at about 10.54, I thought, oh no, I forgot to apply for those lottery tickets. Thankfully, it wasn't a crowded, like, you can't even get into the website situation like I encountered the first time that I applied. And so I was able to log right in, and I've already gone through the, I mean, one of the hard parts was that I was setting up this login and right that's true you know this registration process was pretty laborious last time and having already gone through that I could just log in right so but it was still so random like I just even as I was applying I felt very like okay so when I was trying to go through this application process thankfully I did understand it a little bit more having already done it once but I also couldn't help second guessing myself like in this tournament-style play for something like basketball, I'd like to think that the U.S. will go all the way through to the finals. Um, but also, the final game was super expensive. Like, the the yeah. even the most nosebleed tickets for the final game started at $120 for one. Yeah. And so I just couldn't get excited about playing for that because I don't even know what... like. I actually don't even know for sure what we're doing next summer. Right, yeah. I think, as far as I know, I'm tentatively planning on being here for part of that. Right. But, like, I'm not 100% sure, so I just didn't feel willing to spend that much money. Um, I will shorten this story. The point is, I randomly applied for several of the events. I was only allowed to apply for 18 tickets this time, spread out over however many events it was going to be. So I think I applied for like four or six tickets for each of maybe like four events. And then I clicked submit, and I didn't make it by 11.59 a.m., which was the deadline. So now I think it'll still be two or three more weeks before they let me know if I've won the right to purchase the tickets. And then I have to decide if I'm actually going to buy them or right. not. The whole thing is a very big saga slash ordeal. I mean, welcome to Japan. Right. For real, though. I think the last thing we want to talk about is we can't let any episode go by without mentioning books. <laughs> We don't want to go into a full book episode because, first of all, we're not ready for that. But no. secondly, that seems like... <laughs> we haven't prepared our notes for that. Mm, yeah. 
Um, one thing that's book-related that we do want to mention, though, is that one central focus of our language arts class this year has been on independent reading. So we've been talking with our students about how one of the main ways to grow as a person is by reading. And we wanted to make a class goal. There are 36 students in our sixth grade class. We have them divided into two sections for our language arts. But as a class of 36 sixth graders plus the two of us, then through this school year, we wanted to read at least 200 books. So we hung um, a paper on our wall where the students could write down their books that they've read as they read them. And um, I don't know. I don't, I haven't been like closely auditing the list. So I'm sure that some of them are just like comic books and not necessarily great literature, but I still feel that the exercise... I mean, we were pretty strict at the beginning, so I think they've been pretty good about it. A couple of them are a little bit easier books, but I'm pretty sure we vetted out all the, like... Because a couple people had put picture books at the beginning, which we love reading picture books. That's not a bad thing to do. Right. But for this type thing, we didn't... We wanted it to be... Would you like to announce how many books we've already read as a class? We have surpassed our end of the year goal and have read at least 226 as of today. Woo! Woo! So we had one student hypothesize we were going to reach 600 by the end of the year. I mean, I we might be able to do that. We might because it would actually be we still have... Three-ish, not quite three, weeks left of school before we go to Christmas break. So I don't know. We have a lot of tests and projects and stuff. But between all of us, we could maybe hit 250 before we go to Christmas break. And I am expecting everybody to read a lot during Christmas break, too. So, yeah. Woo! We're excited to have a class that seems to really enjoy reading. Yeah. And they did, even when I had them as fourth graders, too. They... They really do enjoy reading, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so we thought we would just each talk about one favorite book that we've read recently and then wrap up this episode. And I'm sorry for the noise of pages turning in the background, but I'm trying to simultaneously plan for our next class. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Whoa. Girl smile. I mean, if we want to try to finish in the next seven minutes, that would be good because it's going to get really loud if we don't. That's true. Okay, then you have like two minutes to talk about your favorite book. <laughs> okay, the my favorite book that I read recently is called um, The Queen's Rising. Um, and it was a book I found on a whim, actually, when I went to buy Jamie's birthday present. <laughs> I found this book. And actually, this bookstore has a lot of uh, books from the UK. I think their main supplier is in the UK, so it has a lot of British authors. Anyway, um, I found this really cool-looking book, and I really love it because it's more medieval times, more than than dystopian, um, and it's a little bit fantasy and magic, and not a lot of magic, a little bit, and... It really focuses on the female characters as being the strong, like they want to put this queen into power instead of this king. And so I really, and they talk a lot about how the their men are very protective over their women and this kind of thing. Like 
Um, but the women are also known to be very strong. So I really, really appreciate that about the author, and I think uh, it has a really good message about um, independent and strong women, both in education, because it talks a lot about their education system and this the main character and that, but then also about like physically being strong and and so it's been really a great book. I'm reading the second one called uh, The Queen's Resistance uh, right now, so I should finish that in the next few days. Um, it's kind of cheating, but I can't help mentioning uh, thanks to Angie, the favorite series that I read recently is Scythe series by uh, Neil Schusterman, and that thing was so so good. good. I love that series. Um, the first one is called Scythe. The second one is Thunderhead. called Thunderhead, and the third one is called The Toll. And, um, wow, what a great story. So unique. Like, you would think all dystopian stories have already been written, and then you read this one, and you're like, what? Yeah. Wow. It's just so good. It's such an interesting exploration of, like, human nature. I actually think I talked about Scythe on one of our episodes. You might have. Um, I guess the reason I feel like bringing it up is that the toll was just released like probably less than two weeks ago um but our school librarian ordered it for us i mean i guess for me i don't know we have the other two books yeah the school librarian ordered it to complete the series and so the day after it came out she handed it to me and then of course i read it the next day um so you know I have that bittersweet feeling of no spoilers. No, no, no. It's not that. It's isn't there? Isn't this one of the things that there's like a name for it in another language, but we don't have a good way to talk about it in English? That feeling when oh yeah 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 right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that feeling when you already read the book, so now you're so sad because you'll never read that book again for the first time. Yeah. Right. Ah. <sighs> But anyway, it was so good. I really liked it. I recommended it to one of my other friends recently who he also likes to read science fiction. I wouldn't, it's not that science-y, but it's definitely has like a dystopian, you know, future, future era. Mm-hmm. And it's like story. It's more um, like moral that's right. Moral, it's, it's, it's very about fi- morals. It's philosophical. Yeah, that's, it, that's what I'm looking it's for. It's pretty philosophical, which I actually, like, loved that. Yeah, um, so good. I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to dig into, and that, dig into it that much, but I feel like I, that kind of thing is, like, so interesting, and I really like it. So, yeah. um, hey, readers out there, I really recommend that. I mean, my complaint is that I ordered this book Almost three months ago, I pre-ordered it, and I still have not received it. I mean, that's because you accidentally picked a bad seller, right? No, but it was supposed to arrive on the day that originally it said it was going to arrive, November 11th. But that's so weird. And then it got way pushed back, and now I might not even get until January. Oh my goodness. Okay, (sighs) listener... On that sad note, sorry to end on a sad note, it's a happy note, though, because, hey, how great that we're talking to you again. We would love to hear from you. Um, 
please make a comment on our Instagram or send us an Whoa. email. I mean, our Instagram our, our, Instagram hasn't removed us, have they? Yeah, right. Our Instagram that's also inactive. Um, probably you're going to have to send us an email or a text message if you really want to get a hold of us. Um, but we would love to hear from you and let us know if you still want us to keep making this podcast or not otherwise we're not going to be motivated uh one profile visit in the last seven days i mean that's better than i thought it would be (laughs) okay i don't know if the one is just me visiting right now oh there you go maybe it is um anyway thank you so much for your listening after a while and we hope that we will talk to you again sooner yes Bye. bye That's all for this time, everyone. What are your recent quirks or quandaries? Tokyo-related or not, let us know on Instagram at 2RealTokyo. That's T-O-O, Real Tokyo. You can follow Angie at PhotoFreak, P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at JamieInTYO. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. Bye! Bye!